This is Lee, the appraiser, for another segment of Amazing Appraising here at our amazing gallery, APR 57 in New York City. Well, today we're honored to have a, another segment of our show with a special guest who's been here. We're going to call him a reoccurring guest. His name is Mr. Abe Shainberg. That was good, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. No more Shanefeld. That's great. I love it. <laughs> okay. It could be Barbara's uh, Abe Streisand. <laughs> Who knows what? Anyhow. In today's time, I could be Barbara Shanefeld, too. Barbara Shanefeld. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So anyhow, so we're here to talk about all these uh, unique things, the unique characters that have unique items that we uniquely appraise for them. And we were just reminiscing about the uh, famous soccer player. What's his name? Lionel Messi. Messi, M-E-S-S-I, Messi from uh, Barcelona. Was that Barcelona, right? Barcelona. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so uh, he um, was a little emotional the other day. I think he was leaving his team. One of they. Yeah. they yeah. It seems like in soccer they buy these guys out, sell their contracts. It's a you big know, the, thing. It's a life change. A life change. Yes. Yeah, so it seems in some cases the players are worth more than the team, right? I mean, it, it looks like it in, in all sports today. Right? It's, it's amazing. Nuts, right? Yeah. So anyhow. How could the team be worth 24 million if you just pay the guy 42 million for two years? It's I, impossible. I, but so so it is. So you know? it is. So anyhow, so he was very sad that he was leaving, and evidently he cried into a napkin or a tissue yeah. or something like that. And I guess they're trying to sell the napkin for like a million dollars. They're auctioning off the the blown into a tissue, right. not, not a not a clean tissue. COVID-free, by the way, it's been tested. Uh, uh, slightly and, uh, used. Slightly, slightly, not slightly, very well used. Very well but it's, used. it's the, the DNA least, yeah. of Lionel Messi. Really? It's a messy, messy <laughs> tissue. And this will go for a million dollars because he's famous, and that uh -huh. shows you what celebrity-ness means today. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Is it at least two-plied? I have to find <laughs> out. It's the, it may have been a Scott tissue, but it was in Spain. I don't uh -huh. know if they have Scott tissue. They probably do. Uh -huh. Scott tissue's all over the place. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, you know, if I paid a million dollars for that, I'd be the one crying. You'd have to give me a couple tissues myself. You'd, <laughs> you'd have to quickly frame it in solid plexiglass uh -huh. and, uh, and get him to sign off on it that it was... From him, <laughs> needless to say. Needless to say, yes. okay. So anyhow guys, so remember, if you have anything unique in memorabilia that you wanna have appraised, I'm trying to think of all the, like some of the rarest, most unusual items that people have come in here with. Um, I've had a couple people come in with the purported 61st baseball that Roger Maris hit. Oh wow. In 1961. They yeah. claim that their grandfather, their father, right. they caught it, you know, and that this is hard, the to, hard to prove those well, things. I Today, no, I, everything's documented or registered. Right. Well, I, mean, I don't want everything, but uh, a lot of things. But in, in 1961, I remember when he hit it, and he was on the same team as Mantle, right. who nobody even talked about that. Yeah, he hit 54 homers, I remember. Right. So he broke the record, which has now been broken about five times, Hank Aaron. Well, steroids. And, no, well, well no, not no, Hank, Hank Aaron. Aaron. He, he was a super-duper deal. Right. But, but all uh, the, all these uh, other guys uh, will, artificial. will remain nameless. But they're in the books, but with an asterisk. Right. Big asterisk. Big, yeah. big <laughs> a, a big ass asterisk. asterisk. A pumped yes. up asterisk. He, yes, he won the whatever, but he was on steroids. Right. Or whatever he was on. We don't know what they were on. And a lot of them claim they didn't know they were on it. Their trainers pumped something they, they, in, they, in they the water. Yeah. Who, who was it? Was yeah. that... Was it Roger Clemens who said, I have no idea what they get, you know, it bend over Roger. You yeah, remember that? Conseco said he saw him uh, taking I believe those uh, shots yeah, no, in, I, in I the butt, you, you know, I, I have you. no idea. I, uh, it's for, it's there, for diaper rash. There are you certain know? people <laughs> where you you saw, it was so evident, self-evident. Well, the big where, guys. Well, the, the, let's say there was a McGuire. famous hitter. 
Well, yeah, look, Mark, look at Mark McGuire in one year, and then look at him the next year, and then the second year. Look at Barry his, Bonds. Right. Well, look at Barry Bonds. His body went from a strong, solid 200-pounder to like a 250-pounder of solid muscle. It looked like a giant. Well, so, Barry Bonds, his, his yeah. hat size... When hat size like, actually nobody's hat up size. Like four, my, four my hat sizes. size is shrinking, including <laughs> my shoe size and my regular size. Well, my stomach keeps growing, but their hat sizes grow. Come on, and, so and, so and they and no less at age thirty-seven. Yes, at age thirty-seven. <laughs> that's time, the year. Good time to grow. That's the time but when I, your head I'm grows not, bigger. I'm not. I don't want to knock anybody because bottom line, with everything, and if a lot of people were doping those days, whatever the word is, you were still the best on the field. But but it's not fair against the people who are not doping. You know that's that's the problem. It's not a real statistic. So if you're going to be, if you care about statistics and Hall of Fames and all that, it should be purer than it is. And then again, you have to give a lot of people credit. Today, that you look back, it's like you know the slavery situation. Nobody here owned a slave or was a slave. But in those days, for 20, 30 years, when they were playing, it wasn't illegal. Baseball, I think, was right. the, I believe was the last of the sports to make any doping illegal. And all of a sudden, they go backwards in two, three, four years, and, and, they, and they catch people now doing it, but that's what they were doing. And, and now all of a sudden, it's illegal. So I whoa, kind of, as, as a lawyer, I want to defend them as, as, as a regular person. So, Mr. Abe, I have a yeah, question for yes. you. Yes. You are right about yes. baseball possibly not having those strict rules in place. But legally, yeah. according to the American law, they were... Dis- uh, degrading the law. I don't what think American it was legal. Law. They were, was not no law. Was you were not allowed to take drugs without prescriptions from doctors. No, no, they had prescriptions. They had everything. The question is, it wasn't illegal to use it for baseball players to use it. Little by little, one sports fell. I think the NFL started, the NHL. Right. But, but it wasn't around in any sport except to like 20 years ago or whatever. And every single league started mandating own, it uh, and and I understand why they mandated it they should mandate it but you take a look at at, at who mandated it for years it was the Olympics for a hundred years right and if you ever took a look at the phenomenal like Chinese women team the swimming team against no, our think, American no, 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 swimming it, team it wasn't the Chinese the Chinese I don't think did they would never yeah? do anything wrong never no 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 never. <laughs> no, but I'm saying I looked at the, the we're taking a break. Okay, yes. She, she uh, reminded me to tell you because it's your show. Oh, thank you. Okay, so we're going to take a short break, guys, and more of this fascinating uh, discussion about sports, drugs, uh, and, uh, and Chinese swimming uh, Chinese swim teams. <laughs> okay, we'll be right back. <laughs> Did you know gold and silver prices are at an all-time high? If you have any gold, silver, or platinum coins, bullion, Franklin Mint items, diamonds, jewelry, art, antiques, paintings, French furniture, any Tiffany items, sterling flatware, Judaica, oriental rugs, older baseball cards, sport and entertainment memorabilia, watches, especially better watches such as Rolex, Patek, Philippe, Vacheron, Tiffany, IWC, Cartier, Breguet, Omega, Breitling, Bulgari, just to name a few. APR 57 Gallery will buy them all at the highest cash prices in any condition, even broken. APR 57 Gallery also needs any designer jewelry such as Cartier, Tiffany, Buccellati, Von Cleef, Harry Winston, and Bulgari. Now is the time to cash out at the world-famous APR 57 Gallery on 57th Street in New York City across from Carnegie Hall. They'll also come to your home and do certified insurance appraisals. So if you have anything of value, call them for a free appraisal and high cash offer at 212-246-2000. 212-246-2000. Or toll-free 1-800-772-0054. This is Lee the Appraiser back for more of talking about everything here with Mr. Abe. Here we were talking about the Chinese Olympic swim team. Well, I remember many years ago, I don't know if it was 20, I thought it was, most, I thought it was mostly 
like German, wasn't it? Well, I remember the German uh, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The German I thing thought... put our women who are like six feet tall, 130, 40 pounds of solid muscle, and they look like babies compared to the German team. Yeah. Right? Maybe then it wasn't the Chinese team. You're right. But today I just saw the Chinese. Swim. The Chinese generally they are was, shorter. Uh, well, no, not really. I, I was in China. They're taller than maybe, us. Maybe, I, th- I think you're thinking of Japanese. Maybe people. Romani, Romania or something. I don't know. Well, but but well, they're they're much shorter okay. than us. But but the Chinese are, are in general, I think, taller than than America. Japanese are much shorter than us. The average height is mm-hmm. like five five for a man, mm-hmm. uh, but in China it's five eight, five nine, maybe more even. But the team looked like a babies against adults, right, right, right. and these were phenomenal athletes. Are are the men? Take a look at the size of the men swimmers. I mean, Mark Spitz would be a child today. I mean, he was six right. one or whatever. These guys are six five, six six because every single micro inch, you know, like right, uh, right. millimeter, my, my, they have to touch the wall and they go the same speed. Michael Phelps, he yeah. he was. I I don't know. I guess part through training and part through genetic he was like the ultimate swimming body the, they call it they say they the torso are, yeah. he, 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 yeah, he, had he the was torso six three it. six four i think three quarters of his body was, i think he's six five i mean he, he looked right. like a basketball player to me but they had the body for a swimmer you mm-hmm. can't have any excess muscles like today like i remember the, the basketball players never had these big powerful bodies maybe the powerful were dead or, or will chamberlain or something chet player. walker i remember but but the average guy was a tall skinny guy very tall but but they were in great shape and the baseball players they look bigger than our wrestlers you know the baseball players I mean doesn't that affect your fluidity your movement your you know metabolism it's you crazy think, you, you, think. You, you think and yet they're so fast they're so elegant in their movement it's unbelievable I, I'm watching now you know I have no basketballs so I get crazy you know inner city kids we love the game more than anything right. else and uh, I'm watching like the Knicks rookies play against these, these rookie leagues right. play against the other rookies I can't follow them that fast because they're all 19 20 years old and I mean, if they would enter the NBA, they'd all be great. None of them are not going to make the team. They're so fast, I can't follow them. It's really? like watching hockey. So what are you, what are your thoughts about how today you have the championship Bucks this year, right? Right. How would they fare against the like a Celtic team from the nineteen uh, seventies? I don't think it's fair to compare uh, the last two years with the Lakers winning last year in a, in a very crazy year. Although mm-hmm. you, you won, you deserve it. But if you took a look this year, the season was condensed. Right. And there was so many games in such a small period of time. Too, I think, a it was shortened, too. It was shortened, but they little. played so many games, right. less travel, more intensity. The ferocity of the game has gone to the reason. I don't need to see that. I don't like you to hit. I like you to play defense, but not beat the crap out of someone else. That's not basketball. You like that, go watch hockey. And they love that. You ever go to a hockey game? Kill him! Beat him up! Knock him! I don't want to see anybody fighting. I want to see phenomenal moves, great well, plays. That was, that was one of you Rodney's favorite. Right? What did he say? Huh? What did he say? I think he said he, he, what did he say? He went to a boxing match yeah. and a, a hockey game broke out. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did say that. He did. <laughs> I'll tell you. I get no respect. You know, I went to a hockey game. The, the truth of the matter is there's more fighting going on in a hockey game than, a, than, in, a bas- than in a boxing match. Yeah. But, but, you know, we lived in a era where we grew up everybody knew every boxer and the middleweights and lightweights and heavyweights nobody i don't know anybody anymore nobody watches it i, had, I got a call from yeah. an attorney on yeah. on today's what tuesday i got a call on, on um what did i hit you yet no did something no, happened no no, no oh I, not against me okay i got, a call, I got a call the other day yeah from an attorney in new mexico okay who represents he goes i am handling this estate of everything that was owned i think the guy's still alive i 
His name was Bobby Foster. You know the name? I look. I know the name. I remember vaguely. I don't remember he, he was, was like, I think, lightweight champion. Yeah. But he entered yeah. this conversation. Many years ago. Yeah. No, in the 80s. Yeah, that's today, well, 40 yeah, years ago. I guess ago. so, yeah. But yeah. he said that he was like the best lightweight boxer in history. Really? You know, that's what he told me. I, I you know. So well, he was a great maybe. fighter. But, yeah. I mean, you know, so he has his championship belt. He has this, that, and the other thing. But if, if I don't remember the name... You know, I can't imagine it's going to be that. Listen, rare. if he was his champ and someone came right. in with his boxing gloves or his his belt or whatever, it's it's definitely worth money because you can look it up. I mean, it's like an right. Olympic uh, or a medal or it's a, a ring that the baseball players with those 15 diamonds or whatever or whatever. Right. It has or, or an Oscar, which which was originally made out of gold, then it's just gold plated and whatever. Do you, it is do you know the story about the Oscars, by the way? Tell me, tell me the story. Uh, no, I mean, well, great sage of Hollywood. <laughs> so the way that you know, of course, when somebody wins an Oscar. They're given it to on the pedestal in the Academy Awards, and it's a very big honor, right? You know, the old Saturday. Sure, how, you sure. know, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? You practice. Practice, 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 right? And you take a cab. <laughs> so, um, anyhow, You don't have to do anything. It's around the corner. Around the corner, right. Yeah. So, um, story goes is up until, uh, even today, when you get the Oscar, they present it to you, and then backstage, they make you sign a document and you'll appreciate this as an attorney, and it says that you hereby agree that you do not own this Oscar. We're giving it to you a as a loan. Lent, like a loan. Wow. It's yeah. on loan from that. the Academy to you, Yes. and you cannot hand it down, pass it, sell it, without written permission from the Academy as it is their cool. property. So technically, what's, what happens is this. If they pass, they're allowed to hand it to their children, and the Academy will let them hold it to their children. Right. But they're never going to let them sell it. Okay. It's always going to be the, the... Now, however, what's interesting is they didn't do this all the time. They instituted this signing and rule when it became, they felt evident that they did not want these things being sold. Well, floating around. Or flo- right, right. But, I mean, hockey you know, them in some hawks. Right, right. Right, you know, in Hollywood Avenue. right, right, right. right, yeah. right. So, so they did this, I think it was... Uh, about 1957, 58, Which is not much longer after they started the whole Oscars. Right. So we have an Oscar that was given to somebody for the only work outside the show business. I mean, it was given to a guy who came up with the idea. He came in here, this is going back 20 years ago, he came in here, he was the salesman who worked for the Bull of a Watch Company. Right. And he came, and the story goes, as he said, it was that the Academy Awards had a building here. Eugene Gluck, uh, the diamond business, used to own Boulevard. Also. Really? Yeah. Then uh, it went into a few other... I don't like, think he's with us anymore, right? No, no, he died last year. Last year, year, right? Year and a half ago. He was a big philanthropist. He was phenomenal. Huge. I already gave a lot of... He lived in... So like, much stuck. So he much, lived in so four shows, I think, yes. Yeah, yeah. He went to Israel a lot. He, he was phenomenal. He was a great humanitarian. Uh-huh. Him and his wife, too, Jean. Gene. Gene. Okay, so we're going to take a short break in case you didn't hear about it, and we're going to be right back <laughs> with uh, <laughs> more information, more everything. Shenanigans. In just a minute. Okay, we'll be right back. Do you have a car that you may want to sell for the highest immediate cash price with the absolute best and most convenient service available? APR 57 is New York City's leading buyer of all collectibles of art, jewelry, watches, antiques, as well as used or vintage cars. If you have any used or pre owned cars that you want to sell immediately for the highest cash prices, 
services and be treated like the valued client you are, call or text us at 212-246-2000. Be sure to bring your vehicle to our new 4,000 square foot gallery on the corner of Broadway and 57th Street for a final inspection and a verified high cash offer and payment. So call or text us today at 212-246-2000. That's 212-246-2000. Remember, APR 57 is the go-to place for getting the highest cash price for your valuables such as rare watches, diamonds, gold jewelry, gold and silver coins, sterling flatware, Tiffany items, stamp collections, sports cards, memorabilia, fine art, Judaica, as well as used cars in any condition. So drive in or stop by West 57th and Broadway to get the highest and fairest cash offer on the spot. Free snacks and drinks while you wait. This is Lee the Appraiser back for more of Amazing Appraising at APR 57, um, discussing some very interesting topics. We were talking about re uh, refreshment here. What Different, unique items. Oh. You, you asked me before about Andy Warhol. So and people don't realize that a lot of these like artists, even like Picasso, they were phenomenal artists before they came up with their own. You know, like with Andy Warhol, he's probably one of the greatest selling artists today at auction making not a million or two million a hundred million ten millions for for Campbell soup cans and Marilyn Monroe and Elizabeth Taylor and Chiang Kai-shek or whatever he made but prior to that the guy was an artist I mean that's also art of course that's great contemporary art but I, I will tell you a story a fascinating story I was representing then you know a couple of actresses and models and and uh, and people in the in the entertainment business as well as uh, regular small business uh, owners and mm -hmm. especially people in the diamond business and the art business in the film business and we're sitting around the table with this very famous model who I will not say she's retired already for 10-15 years and they didn't make the money that they make today so she accumulated over like 20 years of modeling she's now that time about 50 now she's my, she's my age uh, she accumulated three million dollars and she's got this great boyfriend and he's uh, a Mediterranean guy put it that way and he's got his own yacht and she goes in his yacht with him and he's traveling around the world and showing her off and she's showing him off and he's got a great investment he makes her a hundred grand on a ten grand investment and then he's got another investment and she, she could retire for life never have to do a thing so she gives him the whole three million dollars never saw him again the rest of her life comes to me crying we're sitting around a table and I believe it was in, um, in uh, not by Carnegie Hall by, by Lincoln Center you know one of those little places that I used to sit with Jackie Mason and everything having a drink at the end of a, of a night and what can I do I said you're you met so many famous people you were one of Andy Warhol's muses I said well, I don't have an Andy Warhol so I said well what did you get anything from anybody over your course I have so many trinkets in my apartment three of us go up to her apartment looking around she's got some gorgeous furniture that could go for hundreds of thousands of dollars beautiful paintings from very famous people I said right here you have three hundred thousand dollars right here so you can get you out of the hole you're in you have some money to breathe and to live I said by the way you said that Andy Walters did like a little ditty scribble of you show it to me it's six by nine maybe seven by nine you know old wooden frame right when you come in you go right past it you don't realize it because she was gorgeous, but she was 50, and here she's 20, and she was hanging out with that crew. And it's a beautiful portrait of her, so, uh, in uh, pencil, pencil, signed line. by Andy Warhol, and he dates it. Mm -hmm. Like, just like, whatever the date was, 75, whatever the date was. How, how many years ago was this? Oh, when, I mean, when you this is 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Did, this so, did you sell it for her, help her? No, so I told her, this is a drawing by Andy Warhol. Do you realize that a larger painting like this would go for, for, for $10 million today. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, it's gotta be worth a few million dollars. I had no idea what it was worth. She takes it to one of the big auction houses, 
2.8 million dollars. I mean, she had to pay 10% here, 10% 2.8 million dollars for something she would she would have probably sold for me for $20,000. But I'm not like that. I said you you're broke. You this is your whole pension. You know, and she and she and she'll never she, do and that again. She lost again. everything from that. Well, guy, she had right? lost everything that from that guy. Right? Her next boyfriend, who just recently passed away, was worth uh, was billions of dollars and left her tons of money. And God bless her, you know. But she was married to him, and you know, for the last ten years or so, and he just died last year. And and right on her wall was something that she had no idea was worth anything. Wow. She said, "That's not a real Andy Warhol. It's just a little uh, drawing. I mean, a, a little drawing. It's you. It's a portrait." And it's signed by Andy Warhol. What could you mm. get? And it was vetted immediately. Uh, crazy little stories that you that you hear. Very nice. Yeah. You want to tell us that story about that other model that you were speaking about a little earlier? Very so, fine so young lady. I was, I was very, she's, she, her daughter now is the top model in the world, Kaya, Kaya Gerber. But Cindy Crawford was used to go to the Schwitz. The Schwitz is just closed now throughout the whole COVID. A bunch of Russian guys own this, and it's in the Lower East Side where I grew up. And like it sounds over, like a steam room or something it's like that. It's five steam rooms and, and okay. freezing cold water from the East River. as 50 degrees, and believe me, 50 degrees is very cold when you walk in from a room that's 100 degrees. So they have the, the Turkish room, the, uh, the regular steam room, the, mm -hmm. the sauna, which is not a steam room, and then something in the back called the Russian radiant room. You are really radiant when you walk out, you look like a red tomato. It's 130 degrees in there or something like that. And they give you something called a pleitza where they whack your back with these reeds and rods. And, Marcus, and no? it's, it's like Marcus, <laughs> but it's like with leaves. And it's supposed to bring the, the blood up like 130 degrees is not enough. And you're drinking water while you're doing it. And very few people can handle it. I, I did not like the plates because if the lie fl flat down on a, on a wooden bench and it's you're burning up. You How know, much so do they pay you to do this? You pay them 30 bucks oh. and you can stay there for the whole day. And they used to have like beds, used to sleep, and they go yeah. outside on the porch and take a... And you get a massage there, and you get a, a salt scrub for 20 bucks. I mean, it's not the most expensive place, but it was a great place. And you can have a beer or a, or a drink or whatever. And you know, they, they This sold, was, by, by the way, yeah. very, very common thousands of years ago. You know, the Gemara talks about sure. this. Sure, all the rabbis. That, this but, is yeah. actually the reason. Yeah, it was very that, healthy. You know, this is the reason you're not supposed to take baths on the Sabbath. Right. Because of... Cooking the water, right. that it was such a big thing to have these. Well, the the Gemara, the Talmud talks about it for right. several pages, saying that for years they allowed them to go on on Yom Tif, which was the holidays, the festivals, not on the Sabbath. But because after a while, when the when because because the, the the heat was there anyway, so they said, "What are we doing wrong? You go in there, you you cool well, off, and you and Yom Tif you could cook. But well, you could cook, but you could you, you know. So they bathed and they just air dried. They didn't use the towel, and then eventually they realized that a lot of the people that that ran those that managed the bathhouses would just start a new fire. So they said, because of me starting a new fire, then you can't do it. So originally it was it was allowed for many years. And then, you know... It also shows stopped. that the demand and interest in doing this... Like of course, it, it wasn't huge. Just, it, like, it wasn't like today where it's just a little... Uh, right. No, no, but I, you know, I, I mean, love... Like, you know, it was like so much I love the, the society. I mean, people have a sauna and a steam room in their house today. You're going to fix... I think on Amazon you could buy one that turns your shower into a steam room. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't do it, but, you know... <laughs> Because I don't want to get divorced. But <laughs> why did the mirror fall off the wall? It's not my fault. It was the steam. You know, I, I don't need this stuff. But uh, but I love steam. Where you feel it's like a workout. What, what do you do when you're working out? You're just building up a sweat. You take a cold shower. You get out. You feel like it's a... It's much easier than I haven't 10 done miles, it. right? Yeah. But <laughs> my age, I can't walk 10 miles. You know, I could take a car. It's not the same. I'm not Rosie Ruiz who took one in the middle of the marathon. I, love, I still remember her name. Amazing. I remember that too. God she bless is. her. Smart girl.
know. I don't even think she had a metro card, did she? No. There was no metro cards then, but she she didn't even she, think she. I think she could. She could. Uh, uh, did she take the train? She was started the race. Yeah. She had this whole thing planned. She started the oh, race. She landed, and okay. then she pulled out an MTA map. Yeah. And, <laughs> and she went into the train. Amazing. And then she, and then she got off on whatever she did in right. the Bronx. Right. She ended and up she in ended Queens. Up, yeah. and, and, and then she got to the. But she got caught because somebody saw her going into the train. I go, aren't you in the middle of the race? <laughs> not me. I had nothing to do with it. But oh, you have, yeah, you yeah. have a number on you. It's so not she, my and number. And then she came out right at, at, at she the came end. out at the end. And she ran the last five. Feet and, uh, I've heard of a lot of crazier things. Okay, she got caught somewhat, but it's funny, you know. It cracked me up. It's not the right thing to do, but it's she's got guts. I'll tell you that much. So anyway, I'm sitting in the Schritz one day, and I and we need person to speak for the National Jewish Children's Leukemia Foundation, which is the National Children's Leukemia Foundation today, because it expanded, right. it became big. It's amazing how many kids die of leukemia. And nobody knows this because no, nobody really. talks about it. And I read it's still that, it's still uncurable, right? Or it's they have nothing's some, incurable. The, Leukemia is not a disease of the blood. You know, it was one leukemia. There's 10,000 leukemias. If you have any kind of blood cancer and everyone's different, they don't know what to do with you. So they they hit you with all this experimental stuff. They still don't know. They know a certain type. I mean, I've I've had several friends that died of leukemia. They were 39, 45, whatever. Not babies, not young kids like this. And they never know what type it is right away. It takes them a while to figure it out. So the first guy is 39 years old. He was also in the diamond business. And uh, and uh, they tell him, you have, you know, nine months to live. Nine days later, he was gone. He had five kids. Oh, my God. It was terrible. I mean, he said, oh, I guess we picked, we picked the wrong one. But they have made many inroads into that disease. There's huge money going into cancer research, thank God. But leukemia itself, forget about all the other cancers. It could either be very curable or incurable. It's very bad because... It's the blood. It goes to every other organ. It's horrible. So, so anyway, I read that Sidney Crawford's nine-year-old brother, when she came from the Midwest, I don't know, Illinois, whatever mm-hmm. she came from, I forgot where what state, he died of cancer at nine years old. And how do we get to Cindy Crawford? We, we had called her. She said she's interested in doing it. And here I meet her in the, in the Schwitz. I'm sitting on the bottom shelf because it's too hot for me, you know, I'm panting, and I was a young guy then, and, and she's on the top doing squats, you know, like not squats, she's just kicking her legs out back and forth, nonstop, you know, when, and, and you know, doing the, uh, the yeah, she the, was crunches, crunches. athletic, Tremendously aerobic. athletic, and I'm looking at her, I go, my God, who is this woman? I, I uh, who, she's so famous, and she, she has, a, she has, has a, a mole, she has a, a birthmark, right on her so I, I said, my God, there's nobody there, it's a Monday, and all the models used to come because God forbid they gained four ounces on the weekend. They had a, a root beer and a piece of celery, so they had to get rid of it for the for the shoot on Tuesday. So they said, "Go to the Schwitz," and they're all believe me, they're not. In it's, a big like, mood. It's, like, it's like making yeah. wait for a, a prize fight. Yes, yes, I mean, they're already skinny and tall, and you know, what are you going to lose? But God forbid you have one meal, forget it. That's why it's not for everybody. You right, have to right, be very right, disciplined. Right. And I said, "Are you Cindy Crawford? You look just like her." He says, "No, I." So many people tell me that, but you know, she has it on the right side. I have it on the left side. I said. I know she has it on the right side, but I'm looking up at you. You have it on the right side. She says, okay, I'm Cindy Crawford. <laughs> so see, she ended up speaking beautifully. She wrote her own speech. She's very intelligent and, and was very heartfelt because yeah. how many people could speak from the heart like that yeah. as to what happened to exactly. her, her little brother? Yeah, my, yeah, God. my God, my yeah. God. And everybody's scared because if, if your brother has it, maybe you could have it too. So I'm sure it was on her mind and everybody's sure. mind. Mm-hmm. And then they raised a lot of money with them. And uh, Let me tell you something about Cindy Crawford. 
she was at that time already like at the height, but already like you know right. in the waning years. And now she's got to be in her fifties, and she's still gorgeous and still on the covers. Right. She's just as beautiful as her daughter, I think. And she's she's up there, and we have a Ford beauty contest. You know, we four ten Ford models. We had so many guys from the World Wrestling Federation. You know, no matter how crazy you think they're, Hulk Hogan was there, and I remember a guy Randy Macho oh, Savage uh, or something uh, like that. Yeah, yeah. He was the sweetest, nicest people. They're so crazy in the ring, and yeah. they just they're all there. And and by the way, the McMahons were there. They came. I said, you people are so nice to bring. They said they're gonna bring one guy you know and and the whole crew came like five six guys there was a guy with a snake and it was charming jake the oh snake, jake you know? the snake something, uh, something, something. Right. i think he passed away already i don't know but they, they had they had all these these crazy people and they're gigantic you know they uh, hulk is not six foot eight he's not he's he's like but he's a huge guy yeah, he's and he, he, six. Mike, yeah, Mike, maybe yeah, he maybe, was, maybe yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but he's he's bigger than life and he and he, and he yeah, comes he can advertise for he comes in a tux like he comes in a, can you imagine how much material you need for this <laughs> 300 pound man in a tux you know and, and and he's just so great with the kids yeah. and the kids and we had tons of kids there beautiful. singing and everything and and Cindy Crawford was phenomenal and uh, and you know the other story with me and Cindy when I had to go to a, uh, a wedding a Jewish wedding and I'm in a tux and if you go to any Jewish wedding in a Jewish catering hall with kosher food the guy with the tux is the general manager or the head waiter. And, and it's my family kind of wedding. So I, so I promised them I'd be there a little late, right. but I'd be there. And I have this black suit, a regular black suit, but it's not a tux. So I'm changing in the one little changing room they have there on the side in this big hotel. And uh, that was the only room we got for changing. And Cindy comes in, and, I, and I've got my pants off. So she comes in, and two seconds, she just touches something on her on her shoulders, and her dress falls down. She's in her bra panties. And I'm a religious guy. I go, Cindy, I, I, I can't. I can't stay here. It's just not right. She says, any man in your position would give an arm and a leg to, to want to stay in your position. I don't want to stay here. I'll get changed in the car. I grab my stuff. I pull my pants back on, and I'm leaving. She says, you're really leaving. I'm going to be finished in two seconds. I said, if this is the start, I don't want to see him to finish. I'll never live this down. I got Russia shutting him, Kipper coming. You know, God doesn't have a sense of humor like you do. And uh, maybe he does. And and, uh, and look at all the comedians, the Jewish comedians. Who, where does it come from? from? From not from God. And and she and she grabs me and gives me a little kiss on the cheek. She says, you're the real deal, aren't you? I said, if you're religious, you're religious. You don't do stuff like that. So I, so I went and I got changed in the cab. You ever check change in a cab? Not easy. Not easy. I can get changed in the cab, but I never... No, I took my clothes off and then oh. changed back and then I told the guy, you know, it was one of these old, you know, in the old days, you had these Jewish guys with hair on their arms that came through the shirt, you know, <laughs> and they go, what do you want, Buck? Where are you going? You know, like, you know, Sammy Lieberman, whatever, you know. So, so... You know, I'm going to Brooklyn and Borough Park. Yes, what are you crazy? You came from the Waldorf of the bar. Yeah, that's what we're. That's what I'm doing. Uh-huh. And he said, "I'll get you there in 28 minutes." I said, "You're changing in my car." I said, "There's no girls here. I'm changing. Just don't look. Leave me alone." And I changed. It was fine. You know, it was Very great. Cool. It was. But she was. She was. She was a one. She was a one. She deserves everything she no, gets. Only heard nice Phenomenal person. Only really. heard nice things about her. Hard working, brilliant. I met brilliant. her once or twice over the years too. Yeah. Okay, everybody. It looks like we are going to wrap up this week's segment. I'd like to thank Mr. A for joining us on this week's show. If you haven't already, please follow us on our various social media platforms: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and all under APR fifty seven NYC as well as our very famous YouTube channel, Amazing Appraising. We hope you enjoyed tuning in and listening. We'll see you next week, and take care.
Did you know gold and silver prices are at an all-time high? If you have any gold, silver, or platinum coins, bullion, Franklin, mint items, diamonds, jewelry, art, antiques, paintings, French furniture, any Tiffany items, sterling flatware, Judaica, Oriental rugs, older baseball cards, sports and entertainment memorabilia, watches, especially better watches such as Rolex, Patek Philippe, Vacheron, Tiffany, IWC, Cartier, Brigitte, Omega, Breitling, Bulgari, just to name a few. APR 57 Gallery will buy them all at the highest cash prices in any condition, even broken. APR 57 Gallery also needs any designer jewelry such as Cartier, Tiffany, Bucciolati, Van Cleef, Harry Winston, and Bulgari. Now is the time to cash out at the world-famous APR 57 Gallery on 57th Street in New York City across from Carnegie Hall. They also come to your home and do certified insurance appraisals. So if you have anything of value, call them for a free appraisal and high cash offer at 212-246-2000. That's 212-246-2000 or toll-free 1-800-772-00 054.